something a blood bag. Have we got your attention? and the other masters welcome children of the night to the podcast by the cemetery we just recently heard there's some mad foxes running around here so we're out for revenge revenge i'm your host scott i'm the grim randall and the man who just got himself out of the dojo and is ready to kick some ass is tim yeah but uh tonight we will be uh talking about what we've been drinking what we're smoking uh what we've been watching and playing uh we'll have a horror news of the week and we'll also have Randy's, what was it called again? Tunes from the Crypt. Tunes from the Crypt. And we'll also be reviewing uh, some exploitation revenge films with 1980s, Mad, 1981's Mad Foxes and 2018's Revenge. So gr- get your shovels handy and let's dig in. All right, dig in. So how are you guys doing this week? Yeah. Oh, good. Good. Stressed Thanks. out, getting ready to move, packing shit up, you know. Yeah, that's never fun. Top three stressors, death, divorce, moving. So, Yeah, I, I can agree with that. got to deal with one of them at this, this point yeah, in time. That's not all three yeah, at the same right. time, like fucking seven years ago. Could be could be way worse. Yeah. So what you been up to, Tim? Uh, good things. Yeah, just uh, kicking it, playing some old school video games. And by old school, I mean just Grand Theft Auto V. It's not even that old. but Which, you know, it's like five years old. So <sighs> it's, it's weird, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. Uh, and besides that, work, man. Work is life. Work. Yeah, we yep. just had our 710 party at the club the other day. Your What's the 710 party? 710 is like 420, <laughs> but for wax and oil, 710 is oil upside ah, down. Okay, yeah. nice. So. Okay, I seen you had gotten a shirt or something from it, and I was wondering what that was all about. Yeah, we do shirts for all the different parties that we do throughout the year. Yeah, that's cool. You got a pretty fun-sounding job. Yeah, best job ever. Yeah, your job's pretty badass, I would think, unless you don't like smoking weed, in which case that would would be a bad job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, fortunately for me, I really hadn't been doing much besides watching a ton of movies and playing video games. Convalescing. Yeah, because I threw my back out and was pretty much bedridden and couch-ridden for... Almost a whole week during the 4th of July. Literally watching fireworks laying in bed because I couldn't even celebrate 4th of July at all. Bedridden. That sounds sexy. It, that I mean, sexy. I can be sexy about it if you want me to. But anyways, um, what are you guys drinking on tonight? Well, well I guess we're all drinking yeah, on the same we, thing, so. We sent you up to the store with our combined pocket change <laughs> and dollars to get a sixer of Oberon, which is probably the most popular Michigan brew it's really good. Yeah, it's a good summer beer. It's uh, the beer that kind of turned me on to to craft beer, honestly. Like, I had, you know, I'd been drinking Killian's and stuff like that for years to try and avoid domestic pilsners, and then this stuff comes along, and fuck, a few months later, all I'm drinking is craft beer. Yeah, I remember the first time I had an Oberon was, like, uh... 12 or 13 years probably ago. And I was like, oh, About wow. the same for me 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. yeah. 
It was I've, one of those. This is a local thing. They make local beer. It's seasonal. What fancy stuff? And it's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the first time I had one was like maybe three, four years ago. Because I really didn't dive into craft beers too much until we start. We're on the horror drunks, and then I. That's when I started like experimenting more and trying out different beers. Smoking some Bubba Kush tonight from Flower Connection Gardens. Very tasty, potent indica. Yep. That it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, pretty much after that, I guess we can just jump right into the news. News. Horror news. Gather around, kitties. Beautiful. I like that. But uh, yeah, from this uh, last couple weeks, I didn't really see much that grabbed my attention of like most of it is uh, physical DVD Blu-ray releases coming out soon. Yeah, like nobody died. There were no big like this is happening announcements or anything. Well, one did uh, that really affected you, uh, Vader. Oh, well, yeah, I mean. But not in the horror area. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. I mean, he he was a dark themed wrestler sure yeah he was he was fucking metal as shit dude that that elephant helmet was like totally death metal yeah because i really i never i don't think i was into wrestling when he was around because i vaguely remember him but i recognize him whenever i've seen images of him yeah he's he was a game changer as far as big men go like most big dudes especially his size you know six foot five four hundred some pound guys were they were all grounded. It was all footwork stuff, and he's you know he took it to the the top turnbuckle and was doing moon salts and fucking flip moves and shit. That's awesome. So rest in peace to Big Van Vader. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Went out too young, but most wrestlers do, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's not a a club of longevity, that's for sure. No. Uh, but on to more horror horror related stuff. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen the trailer, but I thought I'd bring this back up. Uh, that trailer called Mandy, and it's like the Nicolas Cage film coming out that's oh. like all blood-soaked and just really dark-looking. Yeah, oh, that looks yeah. cool. I, yeah, I did remember seeing that. Yeah, that is one I am definitely wanting to check out, because that looks like another just like crazy Nick Cage film that's like going into the horror realm. Yeah, I mean, when he's when he's on and unhinged, he's he's a very entertaining guy. Yeah, he is. He just picks a lot of shitty projects. Yeah, and like it seems like nowadays he's just kind of jumping on the horror bandwagon, which fine by me cuz he fits in that sometimes when he when he's on, like you said. The more the merrier. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> but yeah, that one's uh one I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out for when it does get released. Um, but then after that, we got just a bunch of uh New movie announcements from Scream Factory. Um, first up was uh, Trick or Treat is getting a collector's edition. Not Trick or Treat, but Trick or Treat. Oh, you got my hopes up for a second. I know. <laughs> fucking piece of shit. There's a I difference? wish. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got to see Trick or Treat. That movie is awesome. It's the quintessential 80s heavy metal horror film. Something tells me you've made me watch a part of it, or I've seen stuff from it. Or you something. may Curly. have... Yeah, because I think you might have come down here when I was watching it during the Halloween era, or yeah. Halloween time. So the other one's just a rip-off of it or something? No, Trick no, or Treat is an anthology yeah. that's like all Halloween tales. Oh. oh. And both are good, but uh, like Trick or Treat, I think's the better one, but Trick or Treat. Absolutely. But yeah, Trick or Treat, though, that's still a good, fun Halloween film. It's, sure, it's fun. It's one that I could pretty much recommend like showing like younger people to watch, like 
introducing it to some younger kids if they're getting into horror because there's really not much when it goes to the, like the violence. There's only like a brief like scene of nudity. Yeah, huh. that's pretty tame. Scary. Yeah, but children. it's still just it's very Halloween feeling and. Most people, unlike Tim, have like in the horror community have seen this film, and I know a lot of people are excited for it. I got the basic Blu-ray, so I'm probably not going to pick it up. But if I find it for sale or something, I will. I only have the basic DVD, and I still have no interest in upgrading. Right. Um, but yeah, another one that they announced was the remake of House on Haunted Hill is getting a collector's edition. Hmm. That's. I like that movie. I don't know if it's enough okay. to it's, go with Scream Factory price. It's definitely the best Dark Castle movie. Like all of those remakes that they did yeah. in the late 90s or early 2000s or whatever. But Who was in that movie? I may have seen uh, that one. That was Jeff Tomka Johnson, Jeffrey Rush, Chris Kattan. Was it only like PG-13 or something weird? No, it was R. Then I it actually think... earns its R rating. Yeah. I may or Jeffrey may Combs is in it. Yeah, so. Jeffrey Combs is in it for it a It has bit. a lot okay. going for it. Like it's fairly gory here and there it's really only like marred by the existence of Catan and his part in the <laughs> ending There's oh Catan. yeah i forgot about that part he's just a fucking nuisance man <laughs> yeah he just for one that was like the one character out of all of them that just didn't fit to Me comic relief right well they did the same thing in the 13 ghost remake with matthew lillard yeah unnecessary comic relief with an annoying schmuck Right. I mean, I like Matthew Lillard for the most part, but I didn't. I don't care about 13 Ghosts. Like, I love the original William Castle 13 Ghosts. Yeah. That movie's great. I watched that when I was a little the kid. The remake, you know, I like the ghosts in the remake, but yeah. that's all it has going for it. The ghosts and the, 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 the design of the house itself. Right. And I think it was the DVD had, like, backstory, like, yeah, behind the scenes could, stuff you could watch on all the ghosts. Yeah, that was really cooler than the movie itself. <laughs> right. Was there uh, 13 of the ghosts? There, there were 12. Oh, well, yeah, there was 12, and they were trying for the 13th. You are the 13th ghost. Oh, shit. Dun, dun, dun. But then we got those, you know, okay, Scream Factory releases. Then just out of nowhere, they just dropped two fucking bombs. Uh, Creep Show, That's fucking big, Collector's yeah. Edition. That's finally, pretty big news. Yeah, finally <laughs> getting the Blu-ray, like, true Blu-ray treatment it deserves. For those of us that have had the shitty, like, Snapcase DVD for 15 years or whatever. Or ones like me who have that fucking... <laughs> the Bare Bones Blu-ray. Yeah, that has nothing on it except for maybe the trailer. And this is going to be loaded with a shit ton of special features. Uh, I ended up pre-ordering it, so I'm getting that Lithograph poster and uh, the regular poster that's coming with it as well. And it's coming in, like, a big box. Right. And I think it comes with, like, a like mini book that Comic has, like, all book, sorts of yeah. stuff in it. Yeah, it comes with a replica of the Creepshow comic. I need to get on that. I don't want that one to pass me by. Yeah, because I think I ended up, I think it was like thirty seven ninety nine or something like that. That's not bad. No. Huh. And uh, then the other one, this is a re-release for them, but they uh, decided to go like full-out special edition with this one, and it's uh, Night of the Demon Steelbook Edition. With a statue like they did for Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, with Angela. And once Which again... pretty sweet. Yeah. And once again, with that one, I jumped right on it and pre-ordered it. That's why I'm pretty much broke this week, because I'm pre-ordering both of those. Right. <laughs> and I think it also came with a poster as well. But, yeah, that one, they're both, I think, getting released in October, if I remember correctly. Right on. And I'm sure in the next week or so, we'll be hearing more from Scream Factory from the uh, comic convention. Or, right. Yeah, San Diego Comic Con. 
But then this one I just kind of noticed on a website and really didn't get much uh, attention brought to it. Uh, apparently there is a Blu-ray box set coming out of all 30 Universal Monster films. Yeah, I saw that. That's kind of cool. Really? Yeah, it comes out August 28th. It's probably going to be like $500. Probably, but that is still fucking awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Definitely cool. Um, I'm not, like, I've had those Universal Legacy DVDs since they came out. The only one I'm right. missing is the Invisible Man one, so I pretty much have all of those already. But it's cool that they're coming out. And then, like, I wonder if they're going to include Phantom of the Opera and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, too, or just the... I'm thinking so, because if it's 30 films, it's got it. Like, it's pretty much covering almost all their bases, I would think. Yeah. But yeah, that one, like, yeah, like you said, it's probably gonna be like five hundred dollars. But I figure it might still, only be like two fifty, right? I figure it's still worth mentioning because that is just a really cool like announcement that I just feel just got underplayed and like no one really mentioned it. Yeah, um, I would say that Criterion yeah. has like a thirty disc Kurosawa box, and theirs is a, that's only like three hundred. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What were we about to say, Tim? It's just a lot of movies. Yeah, it was a lot of fucking a movies. Uh, but then. And a lot of them are just, you know, like the mummy sequels aren't terribly great. And I don't like know, really, some of the Dracula ones, too, weren't yeah, that the great. The Dracula ones aren't so great. The Really, the only sequels that are good for the most part are the Frankenstein ones. Yeah. So, and the creature ones are okay. The creature from the Black Lagoon ones. Yeah. The Invisible Man one, I know, went ridiculous really fast, like with their sequels. But uh, the final piece of the news, uh, this, I think, was just yesterday, got announced that Tales from the Hood 2 will be released on Blu-ray, digital, DVD, everywhere on October 2nd, and they showed the DV- the Blu-ray artwork and gave us a trailer for it. Did you watch the trailer? I didn't. Okay, Keith David's in it, which I he I think he's kind of playing the role of uh, Clarence yes. Williams III or whatever. Wait, is, is this a, a new movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sequel to Tales from the Hood from 1990 yeah, or 1993 that, or something like that. That was a hilarious They've been talking movie. about doing this for a while. Like, I remember rumors about this at least a year ago, and I just kind of, like, I guess forgot about it. But they, they'd better do it justice, man. The original is, like, one of my favorite childhood horror movies. Yeah, same here. And it's cool because the director's back, and so is uh, and Spike Lee is producing it again. Okay. Well, so that's really cool. Yeah, and yet, and seeing Keith David being in it, like I'm always a fan of Keith David. Uh, unfortunately, the box art looks fucking tame and lame as shit. Right. But that also can be kind of said for the first one because all it was with the skull, sunglasses, and a gold tooth, so it really was kind of generic. Right. But this one, just I looked at it and going, I hope the cover isn't like what well, the we special should be cover art that Screen Factory did for the Blu-ray. Oh, that one's awesome. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I I got the poster over there actually. Yeah, um, the trailer actually looked pretty good. It was like maybe a minute long, so you don't know what exactly is going on, which is kind of what I like. I don't want the tra- trailer to ruin anything, right? But it looks like certain things from the first film are coming back, like just kind of like quick nods, maybe. That's cool. It, but it looks pretty good. I'm I'm just hoping it's as good as. I'm expecting it to be just because it's a perfect time I for it to come out. I just hope that it's, like, good at all. Yeah. <laughs> right? It just better not suck. Yeah. As right. long as it's mildly entertaining, I'll be, like, you know, somewhat pacified and not want to kill. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'll probably end up picking this one up just, like, on a blind buy and just, just hope it's good. 
But that's the end of the news. Uh, let's jump on into uh, what we've been watching and playing. Uh, see here, I actually got a pretty long list since I was laid out for a while. Uh, see, I'll start with this one Tim and I both watched, and we can all talk about it because you've watched it as well, and that's Annihilation. Yeah, oh, the yeah. movie is great. That was fantastic. Yeah, super cool, trippy sci-fi horror. Yeah, that we we watched it in 4K blue, and we did like the craziest thing. We pulled the TV till it was like right here in front of our faces, like Ugh. his big screen TV upstairs. He says it's crazy. I think it's just normal. That's how yeah, that's his it. normal way of watching things. But it was only like a few inches from our face. And I don't I'm... think you're supposed to do that. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a few inches, Scott. Your, your okay, hyperbole okay. is is extreme. Uh, it was, you know, a good. We were probably three or four feet back from a fifty-five inch TV. <laughs> yeah, it was. It felt like you were just like right, and it's it was right in your face. It's kind of like having a, a personal movie theater. There's this thing called like a pers- perspective uh, screen size, like depending on how close it is, and that's about the same as sitting in the middle of a movie theater. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and watching it in four K, it looked fucking beautiful. That that one with all like the weird shimmer and all that stuff that's going on in it with the colors and. Right. And, dude, like, we had it playing on the sound bar, and, like, especially towards the end, that sound bar just made some, like, it was just such, so bassy, it almost sounded like the sound bar was actually distorting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the sound, it might have actually broken our sound bar, but that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Man, you liked it, though, Tim? I did. I really enjoyed that movie. I'm a big fan of science fiction, and so I wouldn't call it a horror movie. I mean, it definitely had some elements that were kind of chilling and stuff, but it was more of a... Just, like, badass science fiction movie with, like, some really messed up parts in it. Yeah, but that that bear scene alone is, like, enough to call it a horror film. That Just, and, like, the scene where they're watching the footage of the original group oh, where the yeah. woman's, like, disemboweling okay. herself. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah. The tone is just extremely <laughs> unsettling and dark. and Yeah, it's, it's, like, right. it's a good sci-fi horror film. But uh, yeah, this was until uh, I saw Hereditary. It was my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, same here. It's out of all the 2018 movies I've seen, it's definitely the best. Yeah, and so yeah, I think you guys, I've seen what two, <laughs> three. <laughs> I watched Super Troopers two the other day. Oh god! Oh, and you watched Black Panther. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, you got Black Panther. Oh yeah, Black Panther was really fucking good too. Not that you know. Yeah, it was okay. It was, it was a damn good movie. It's a superhero movie. It's okay. <laughs> I mean. I, I understand. We're not, we're not going to talk about that on here, though. Nobody cares. But then uh, I'm going to go through a list of... Uh, oh, Tim and I watched this one together as well. Uh, we ended up watching Brawl in Cell Block 99. That movie was all right. It's getting, it's getting really overrated by a lot of people. I found that it was kind of a big step down from Bone Tomahawk in terms of quality. Same director. Yeah, I thought it was a slight step down. I didn't think it was a big step down because I really enjoyed it. I just don't buy Vince Vaughn in that role. Like, I don't care if you're six foot five. If you have fucking string beans for arms and no muscle mass whatsoever, you're not crushing people's skulls and beating people to death with your bare hands, you know? it's. I, I enjoyed the movie. I just... Uh... Yeah, it was fine and entertaining, but, like, the first hour really drags its feet. Oh, my God. Yeah, the first, first hour I was... You were complaining the whole time. They could cut the entire hour out of that movie, condense it to like 10 minutes. That movie could drop a half an hour easily. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, because I will say it was like a slow burn. 
But like, man, when it got to the prison scenes, there were some pretty awesome set pieces that went on there. And yeah, the violence was all really entertaining. And Don Johnson made for like a cool, over the top kind of comic. Yeah, Don villain. Johnson yeah. was fun. Yeah, and, but yeah, like Vince Vaughn, I can believe somewhat because I I wouldn't say he's scrawny. I'd say he's just medium build. Like I wouldn't say he's ripped or anything like that. But at the same time, I've seen little dudes that just like lose their fucking shit that can do some damage. So I mean, I can kind of believe it. The only part. I can't really buy is the early scene when he's beating up the car and oh, like rip the, rips yeah. the hood off. I can yeah. just rip a hood off with my well, bare I hand. can't necessarily buy that he's gonna stomp on someone's head and then drag their entire body across the ground with his foot and peel their face off. Like I couldn't do that to someone. Dude, that was still awesome though. I <laughs> yeah, it's cool, but they should have gotten somebody else for that role. I mean, I, the I'm movie should be it. about twenty minutes shorter, and there should have been a different lead. Twenty to thirty minutes shorter, but it was entertaining, and I would recommend that exploitation fans watch it. Yeah, it has a lot. Like the soundtrack was really fucking good. Yeah, that was fun. Boo, boo, and um, another thing, <laughs> the the next movie that director is doing is called uh, "Dragged Across Dragged Across Concrete." Yeah. With Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn as like Mel uh, Gibson, almost like a buddy cop film, but like a more dark buddy cop film style. So I'm kind of curious right. to see what that's going to be like. I don't know. It's Just got Mel Gibson in it. I mean, as long as Mel Gibson is totally unhinged and insane, like that's it could be pretty entertaining. That's really what needs to happen at this point with him is that he just needs to play crazy people. Right. Get him drunk enough. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. If that if. Uh, Brawl and Cell Block 99 was a 2018 film. It would probably be in my top 10 right now, is how much I liked it. Um, but after that, I ended up watching a whole bunch of 2018 films, actually, and uh, quite a few misses on this time around. <laughs> uh, I watched one that was okay, was called Apartment 212. Very generic title, very generic looking cover, but a couple of my friends had it in their top 10s already, so I was like, I'll see what it's about. And it reminds me a bit of that movie uh, Bug, yeah. where it's like uh, they're trying to exploit this girl. She basically goes to sleep in this like rundown like apartment and is waking up and there's all these like what look to be like little bites and bug bites all over her body to the point where she can't sleep anymore because every single time she does, she feels these bites and she wakes up and she starts losing her mind. And, like, no one will believe her, even though she's showing them, like, the bites and all that stuff. And they're just like, oh, you probably just have, like, some type of weird uh, rash or something. And uh, <laughs> But I'm not going to give anything else away, but the ending kind of had a cool little reveal that made it... Because uh, at first I was just going, okay, this is just kind of boring, generic, something I've seen before. And then the ending, I was like, all right, that, that raised it up a bit. It's, it's about a... I'd give it about a 6.25. So, just above average. Right on. Um, the next one I ended up watching, so many people love this film. I fucking hated it. And it's uh, Dead Shack. And I haven't heard anything about that. That's the, a weird name for a movie. Uh, it is, surprise, surprise, <laughs> a zombie film. Yeah. And it's a zombie comedy, uh. which I didn't know that much going into it. And Can zombies just not be a thing anymore for a while? Yeah, just give it a rest. I mean, who else is going to eat your brains? That is true. But, no, this movie is about a family that goes to a cabin and their, like, next-door neighbor is, like, bringing people home and feeding them to these zombies that she has in her house. And the kids end up catching, like, like spying on her and finding that out. And 
then it just like escalates from there. But oh my god, these characters are so fucking annoying. They were all mm, yeah. I despised every one of them to the point that yeah, it just I, sounds like another cash in on Stranger Things or something. Well, I mean, it's not in the eighties. I'll give at least it's not that. Thankfully, no. But like you know, a group of kids. Blah blah. blah, blah. Well, it's only two kids or three kids. Like uh, two brother, a sister, and a friend. Yeah, a, that's a group. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but the dad was super fucking annoying, like extremely immature, um, and the mother was just like a slutty Asian stereotype in a way. It was. Just not good. Terrible dialogue to the point where I just was about to shut it off, and I don't do that. Right. I gave that one a two and a half out of ten. That's no good. Wow, yeah, no, that's no good. Yeah, I couldn't stand that one. Um, Next, this one was more uh, drama horror, and it was called uh, Marrowbone, and it's about a British family that moves to America. um, They end up running into a girl that's, like, down the road. And the girl is played by Anya Taylor-Joy, so she's in another movie in 2018. So I don't know who that is. That's the girl from The Witch. Oh, okay. And so it's cool to see she's still... Yep. But she's a brunette in this film. But yeah, she's staying in the horror genre, so I like that. Uh, but yeah, this family, the mother dies, and they have to uh, keep it a secret until the uh, son is old enough, because if anyone finds out that she passed away, they would be separated and, like, taken to uh, foster care and all that so they were trying to keep it secret that you know the mother's still alive but just like not feeling good and i guess it's like a year before the oldest is old enough to take care of the rest of the siblings but there's like just some weird like supernatural style uh themes to the film but it goes another once again a completely different route towards the end and actually pretty good film i would give that one about an eight and a half right on oh okay and then this one uh, was Primal Rage. Ooh, the old video game? Yes. No, Yay. it's actually dinosaurs a... fighting dinosaurs. <laughs> it's actually cool. a killer Bigfoot movie. <laughs> oh, God. And... Was it any good? Yeah. Really? This was fun, violent. You there are some good killer Bigfoot movies, like Night of the Demon from the 80s is pretty good, and oh, uh, Dear God No from a few years back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one, you could tell the director was a fan of Predator. Yeah. Because the way this, like, it's a smart, uh, smart Bigfoot. And it actually wears, like, a, like, a, a bark mask to hide his face for part of the film. And he uses huh. weapons and stuff. But it's huh. over the top, like, violent and just, ex- like, jaw rips and just like decapitations and split down the middle and about a decade ago rob zombie collaborated with steve niles the guy that did 30 days of night and yeah. like criminal macabre and stuff they collaborated together on a bigfoot comic like a four issue bigfoot comic series that was super duper violent and instead of wasting his time doing all these remakes and fucking sequels and shit i wish rob zombie would do that like if he's gonna do a movie if he's gonna if he has to do a movie do one like that. Do that, or like the nail is another cool comic book that he did that would be awesome. Right. <clears throat> anyway, digress. But yeah, this one I would I would recommend it because it's yeah, like I say, it's just uh, fun. Not like you know, really well thought out film, but it's just like a lot of fun and some great yeah, kills. I mean, no, no Bigfoot horror movie is ever going to be high art or anything, right? As long as they pack it full of gore and cool shit. 
Yeah, there oh, is uh, some good uh, practical effects gore in this, too. Sweet. And uh, I would give this one around an eight. What was that one called again? Primal Harry, Rage. Primal Rage. Harry yeah. and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons. Harry's Revenge. Harry's Revenge. Yeah. Um, but now the next one was I watched was called... Uh, actually, I think this is my last 2018 film. And that was uh, Sequence Break. This was a is that the Lovecrafty looking one, like all sci-fi. Uh, I don't think so. that's the one you're thinking of. This one's about an arcade, like. Oh no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah, this one uh, stars that. Uh, oh yeah, you were you were telling me about this one. Oh. This one's weird. It's uh, an arcade repair technician uh, in a arcade store that or arcade shop that's like starting to like closed down and he gets a motherboard delivered in a box so he kind of he, no message on it or anything like that so he just kind of installs it to see what it is and then it goes into video drone bios mechanical style body horror in a way it gets really fucking weird and sexual hmm. like he sounds cool yeah it's it's <laughs> like the movie itself is okay but the, some of those effects were just like Okay, that's gross, but Sequence yeah. Sequence break. Yeah, it, it's uh, and it stars uh, the guy that plays uh, Dave from John Dies at the End. Uh, what's oh, his fucking name? Yeah. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Dave's not here, man. Yeah, he's in that, and uh, so it, it's funny because he's in it from John Dies at the End, and then the girl that played Amy from John Dies at the End is in it as his girlfriend. Well, that's cool. I've been wanting to see more stuff with that guy in it. Uh, the only thing else I can think of that I've seen him in is that newer Victor Crowley movie, which I didn't care for yeah and then he was in that uh beyond the gates film with the uh, about the board game which, which i also didn't care for yeah this one is by that same director so oh, okay but it has you yeah probably this, wouldn't care for it but this weird sexual <laughs> bio horror thing i think will just attract Sounds you enough to watch to it yes. yeah <laughs> it, I, I gave that one i think it was like a seven right on. Ooh, okay and then these ones... Oh, actually, nope, there's one more 2018 I missed. And you watched a lot of movies. I did. Uh, this one was called The Endless, and I think this is the Lovecrafting one that Maybe, you were uh, thinking of. Is the cover of that like a weird... People looking into this weird spiral? Yeah. Yeah, that's... I've been hearing that it's very Lovecrafty, and it looks cool. It has some Lovecraft elements, but I was bored out of my mind. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was like, so many people have been pumping this that's one up. It's probably really good. Well, Scott has a tendency to, yeah, I don't know, movies that I find boring, he finds good, and and vice versa. So yeah, right. You know, that's why. Yeah, I'll say that's why. You know, people who agree with my uh, tastes will probably take my word for it, where other people will take your guys' word for films and stuff like that. That's what makes it nice. Um, But no, this film was definitely a bit slow, and. I just didn't feel like much was going on throughout it, though it is about a cult, which is kind of a cool, because you don't get those very often nowadays. Mm, cult. Right. Uh, and this was done by the director that did The Spring, and uh, I can't remember the other one, but... Uh, oh, Repulsion. And apparently, they all kind of have a Lovecraftian theme to them, so like, you could almost say these were like a weird I didn't trilogy. Know there was a newer movie called Repulsion. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. I yeah. could be wrong on that I one. I'd have to I've, look it up. That's one of Polanski's it. first films, if not his. That might be what I'm thinking, but I know there is one that starts with an R, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. But right on. I, this would probably be the most disappointed I've been in a film this year. 
That's a bummer. Yeah, like, I gave this one a five. It was just average. Huh. Now it's just, now we'll go on to the stuff that are my older films. I ended up watching The Burbs, because that fucking movie's great. Tom Hanks and fucking everybody else in this film are just so good. Comedies, easily my favorite Joe Dante movie. My second Joe Dante above Gremlins, right? Or below Gremlins, I should say. I uh, I've seen parts of it. I can't recall if I've seen the whole thing or not. Um, I probably have at some point in time because everything Tom Hanks did was awesome. Yeah, and this movie's right up that in that area. It's a just classic, fucking great movie. Uh, then I ended up watching uh, Prana 3D because it's my traditional summer film. The movie's all right. I uh, it's it's one of my favorite remakes out of, like that's come out in the two thousands. Yeah, it's just because it's ridiculous and silly and just way over the top with the violence, especially towards that last like half hour. And that's kind of how I feel a remake should go: not copy the other one or re- like like perfectly, right? And just Go your own story with it, but just, like, take the ideas. And that's what Alexander Aja did. He needs fucking great film. I've seen it in theaters, and then, yeah, now it's a summer Man, that watch. that guy just got fucking nailed as the remake kid for a while there. Yeah, because like, he did Have Hills Have Eyes. Eyes. And I think he did another one in addition to those two, but I can't remember what. Yeah. But, yeah, this is... I just love this film. <laughs> it's just so much fun. And then the nod to Jaws in the beginning with... uh Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then I ended up rewatching uh, Cult of Chucky. I still Wait. haven't seen that. No, that one's either. fun. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, it's the, the that one's on Netflix, the so you could one. watch it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I'll get to it. I know you got you got a giant list of movies that are on your shelf for one, just like I do. Right. Uh, but yeah, that one I I enjoy cult like pretty much ch- the Child's Play franchise. The worst film in it, I would say, would probably be Child's Play 3, and yeah, I would still give that, like, a 6. It's easily the third one. And, I'd say, yeah, it's, it's not, like, any worse than a 5, probably. Yeah, I'll say the whole franchise is actually pretty solid for the most part. I've only ever seen The Bride of. That one's fun. Bride's fun. It's got yeah. terrible soundtrack, but it's fun. <laughs> it's It was fitting for its time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, then I ended up watching... Uh, Scream 2 and Scream 3 while I was laid out on the couch upstairs because I couldn't get to my movies down here. I hope you were in great pain. Oh, I was in terrible pain. (laughs) And, yeah, part two is okay. No. I like Timothy Oliphant. That's about it from that one. He's in that? Yeah, he's the killer. I don't remember Timothy Oliphant being in that. That's funny. Yep. I'm rewatching Deadwood right now, so. I fucking love Timothy Oliphant and almost everything he's done. There's he's a really good in Deadwood. Yeah, he's really good in Deadwood. I hear that Justified is pretty good too, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, I caught bits and pieces of it, but yeah, what I what he was did is really good. He's all right in that Crazies remake. Yeah, we yeah, had Scream Three. Still sucks. Yep. <laughs> I I just watched them back to back, and I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. Um, that's the that, one with fucking Aunt Jackie from Roseanne, isn't it? Nope, that's part two. She's the other killer. Oh, okay, her and Timothy Elephant. Huh. Um and then way to spoil the movie, guys. Hey, like you're ever gonna watch it? We I, will never make you watch that one. I, I, I don't know if I've seen it or not. I know I saw the first one. Like, um, then I ended up doing my Fourth uh, of July watches, and that was uh, well, actually, the Third of July watch, which was Return of the Living Dead. Right. Because I watched that on July third every year, and it's for like the last four years. Yep. Gotta watch Roddle D. Yeah, that movie's 
always a fucking classic. Great. I don't want to say much more because you had to have seen it by now. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, everybody's seen that movie. Have, everybody? I, I think you might yeah. have. Which one is that one? That's the one with the, the chick that dances the on the gravestone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's all you have to say. The, and the one with the zombies going brains. Yeah, yeah. I seen it once. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> once is enough. Uh, and then my Fourth of July watch was Jaws. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I love Jaws. Never actually watched that movie, but, I mean, who was surprised by that? Statement? Right. <laughs> it's a good one. It's, yeah, it's a classic. Yep, and the behind-the-scenes stuff is really cool when you're hearing about that. But, once again, another movie that everybody pretty much knows and seen, so won't really talk much about it. Does it, does it have a shark in it? You'd be surprised no. how few people realize that Loomis's speech to the sheriff in the Myers house is mm-hmm. a ripoff of Quint's monologue from Jaws. Like, yeah, just, almost to a T. I yeah, I don't know how many people I've had to explain that to that have been unaware. So that's I don't know why. It's yeah, obvious. I, yeah, that's kind of it is cool though. I like that they did that. Sure. Um, and then I got three more. Uh, one, this one was a first time watch for me, and that's Jack, uh, Jack Brooks Monster Slayer. It's a good one. I like that one. That movie was a lot of fun. It's pretty fun. It's kind of like Evil Dead 2 mixed with like anger management or something. Yeah, and Robert England in it is just fantastic. Yeah, it's always cool to see him get to flex in something else, you know? Right, because like pretty much ever since he was Freddy Krueger, he really didn't get... He just got these like B-movie roles that were just not very good. Not really worthy of his talents. Yeah. This character, at least, or like they, you know, they let him have enough fun that it was. Yeah, because he hams it up, especially once he gets possessed and everything. Sure, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> but yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then, um, I ended up watching The Predator just because I hadn't seen it in years, and I got the DVD recently. The Predator. Which or, one is that? Just Predator. Sorry. Oh, Predator. Yeah. Okay. The Schwarzenegger Predator. Yeah. Because that movie is just great. It's been a long time since I watched it. I'm it's, I'm on board with you though. Was saying I think I like part two more. I definitely like part two more. And Predator is one of those movies that like I'm gonna have to stop watching it eventually because every time I watch it, the older I get, the less enjoyable it is in a lot of ways. I mean, it, it's mostly sweaty, muscly dudes running around the jungle shooting at trees <laughs> and flexing the movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like everything an '80s action film was balled into one film. Except you add an alien that likes to skin people. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, the creature effects are awesome, and the final fight with Arnold and the Predator is cool. But, uh, you know, time has not been kind to that movie for me. Yeah, for me, I enjoyed it, but maybe it's because I haven't watched it in a long time. I've um, seen that movie seen it a couple an excessive times. amount of times. Yeah, my brother did too. <laughs> when I was a kid, I watched it a lot. It's a good movie, I know that. Yeah, and I got... Part two on the docket to watch, because I haven't seen that in even longer than the first one. Two is so cool. And apparently that new Predator uh, that's coming out, uh, Jake Busey's in it, and he's playing Gary Busey's son from part two. Jesus I'm like, that's kind of cool that you're at least bringing your son into this as, like, and continuing something from part two. That's at least cool, but I, I have no hopes for that film. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's all revved up because Shane Black's doing it. And... But what has he done that's... I don't know, man. Big. He's, like, everybody loves his action stuff, but I think he did, like... I think he wrote, like, the Lethal Weapon movies and Long Kiss Goodnight and some... I don't know. Huh. Huh. I have no interest in... Like, I mean, I'll probably watch it just out of, like, 
keep adding to my 2018 watches. Because I'm hoping to be around 50 films by the time we do our top 10 at the end of the year. Maybe he wrote Jesus. The Last Boy Scout. Oh, that might be. That's a good one. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, then my final film. Uh, this one, it was like, I haven't watched this since I was like a teenager. And that's the Charles Bronson Death Wish. Which oh, sucks, man. I gotta say, the Charles Bronson Death right. Wish now. The original Death Bronson. Wish. Michael but, Winner's Death Wish. Yeah. Not Eli Roth's Death Wish. Yeah. But this, I love it still. Yeah, this movie's great. great. And I can't wait to, to watch the sequels. Jeff Goldblum in a role like that. Dude, I, because I, I didn't know that was Jeff Goldblum when I was younger. Yeah, I mean, it, he's like Hollywood, one of Hollywood's sweethearts these days. But... Yeah, but oh, he was a sleazy fuck in this film. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, it was a great film. Still awesome, still holds up. And I'm going to try to get the sequels because I've never seen them and I've heard they're just completely over the top the further they go. Two and three is, those are both really good. Uh, four is okay and then five is not really worth your time, but you should watch them unless you've got a death wish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think the there was a box set with this, all the sequels together, and so I might pick that up for really cheap. There are unrated versions of yeah. two and three on Blu-ray now, I think. Yeah, and I heard the unrated version of, for part two is like a really rough watch during the whole rape scene thing. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the end of my watches. I do have a video game, but I'm going to hold that till after your stuff. And Man, we'll talk about you watched a game. lot of shit. Jeez. Okay, my list starts with uh, seminal sci-fi classic Forbidden Planet, starring Leslie Nielsen. Oh, I haven't seen oh, really? that. Oh, yeah, really? Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, yeah he's from like 58, I think it's from. It's really cool. Lots of really awesome effects. It's where Robbie the Robot came from. Uh, it was the first film to feature an all-electronic score, so kind of groundbreaking in that way. Definitely worth your time if you're a sci-fi fan. Uh, another sci-fi movie, Starship Troopers. Haven't oh, seen that. Man, that movie's awesome. Yeah, very awesome movie. Paul so, so relevant so well. now too with the, with the space, space force. force. Isn't that that's why you kind of, it? Yeah, that's what kind of <laughs> prompted me to watch it. Join the space force. <clears throat> Would you like to know more? <laughs> Need to know more. Intensify. That but movie's like, just so much fun. Yeah, fucking yeah. Michael <laughs> Ironside is so badass in that movie. Clancy Brown's a badass yep. in the film. Very very cool. The uh, one thing I always compare that film to. This is like for any other uh, tabletop nerds out there. It's the Imperials versus the Tyranids. In the Warhammer 40k. It's just <laughs> a good fun movie. I, I remember when it first came out, and I enjoyed the shit out of it. And I was just a kid. Yeah, it's. So. So much fun, and I I went. Uh, I remember I seen that one in theaters. Me too. Oh, me too. Cool. I didn't get to do that. Yep. Went with my brother. I me, rewatched. Me, were you there? Fuck. No, it was me and my me, my brother, and my parents. I was gonna say I don't think we knew each other yet. Nah, no, I don't think we did. I rewatched Quills, which is a loosely factual telling of the Marquis de Sade's time in prison and the writing that he did there. Ooh. If you've Ooh. never seen it, it's very cool. Jeffrey Rush as the Marquis de Sade. Okay, yep, I remember parts of it, because I came over when you were watch just starting it, and I oh, had to leave, like, yeah. shortly after. Yeah, Michael Caine's in it, he plays uh, an adequate sleazeball, <laughs> and Joaquin Phoenix is in it, and uh, Kate Winslet is in it, and she's just always fantastic. She's, yeah. like, one of my favorite actresses ever. Wait, did you say it. Michael Caine, the star from Jaws 4, The Revenge? That's him. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what prompted me to watch this was uh, Jennifer had me watch this movie called Stonehurst Asylum. I've heard of that. That had Michael Caine and... uh, Fuck, what's his name? I can't think of his name. 
Uh, but it's it's one of those it's a stereotypical inmates are running the asylum type movie. Oh, okay. Like it's act about an actual asylum that the inmates are actually running. It's <laughs> it's very predictable and cliche, but it's really pretty. Uh, the costumes are great. The sets are cool. They got some good actors. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, ben okay. Kingsley and Michael Caine and that uh, other British underworld guy? lady. Oh, British lady. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, that one. It's cool. It was all right. It was. I don't know. It was all right. But that's what made me want to watch Quills. Uh, I watched the 30s version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Whoa. I haven't seen that one since I was a kid. Yeah, I was that. Does it still hold up? Yeah, you know, I mean, it holds up as well as some of the second shelf universal stuff. Okay. That's an old movie, man. Yep. I like some some old stuff. Yeah, a lot of the universal monster stuff was 30s, 40s, and like early 50s. All the classic stuff was 30s, except for the Wolfman for the most part. Was it a DVD or a Blu-ray? DVD. Okay. Wasn't Creature uh, in the 40s? Yeah. I thought so. I watched Embrace of the Vampire for the first time <laughs> since Ooh. my childhood of, like, jacking off to softcore porn, you know. I remember oh, catching that on Skinamax. Yeah, it's funny Alyssa that Milano. they're trying to pass Alyssa Milano off as a 17-year-old virgin when she has Giant very breasts. visible breast implants and ankle tattoos. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I watched it one night on a whim a couple years back just because I was like, if, is this even any good or is it just good because of the nudity? It's, yeah, it's pretty much as good because of the yeah, nudity. Yeah, if you want to watch some like mindless smut, then sure. And apparently they fucking remade it. Oh, oh yeah. good. And I, I, I did hear that, actually. That's funny. Just what the world needs. And it was, it, I, I tried watching it and I chatted off. I was like, nope. I, too, on July 3rd, watched Rottle D as, you know, one must do. Good old Roddledy. Roddledy. Do you want to party? It's party time. <laughs> I watched Beware the Blob for the very first time. I'd never seen that before. How was that one? I've also never seen it either. Son of the Blob. It was uh, oh, it was okay. <clears throat> it had a few people in it, like in you know, if you blink, you'll miss a cameo. It was like Sid Haig was in it really quickly, really like briefly. A couple of other people, like uh. God damn it! Burgess Meredith is in it for like two seconds. A lot oh, of people, nice. a lot of people are in it for like really quick amounts of time, but it was okay. Also known as Son of the Blob, obviously filmed in 3D, but not presented as such. It was, uh, I think, Kino just re-released it or something. Yeah, that Umbrella Company, the one that I bought the uh, double Night of the Living Dead from. Naldy Roddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Noddledy, not Roddledy. Noddledy, Roddledy. Oh yeah, Noddledy <laughs> remake, Noddledy. Yeah, but uh, they actually had one like that. That was a triple feature that had the Blob remake, the original Blob, and Son of the Blob on it, and it oh, was limited edition. Cool. And I missed out on that one. I wanted to get it. I actually just picked up the Criterion Blob today. I've yeah, seen that in forever. Yeah, uh, that's a classic. I watched. Hard to Kill, the Seagal movie. I hadn't seen that since I was a kid. Oh, man. Super I... cheesy and bad. That guy's ego yeah. is just out of control. You know why he's so hard to kill? Because he won't let anybody punch him in his movies. Right? He's like, you can't kill me. I can't get hit. Yeah, that I'm impervious to harm. You may not have known that. A lot of arm breaks. Yeah, <laughs> that one really cool arm break. Uh, it's... What's what's the other one? Mark for Death. Mark for Death oh. is the one that I meant to watch. I can never keep that yeah, one. Yeah, I always get those two confused. Cock puncher. 
above, <laughs> above the law and there's like one more there there are four ones that he did in the 80s that i just all get i get them all mixed up I, I, I always think of under siege because i have like three copies of that movie that one's okay that was like the last decent movie that he did it's like die hard on a boat yeah, <laughs> That's it, yeah. tommy lee jones Apparently that was a staple of everybody's Laserdisc collection in the 90s because I have three copies of it on Laserdisc because I just buy people's collections. Right. I rewatched One Million Years B.C. for the first time since I was a kid. Hmm. That one holds up pretty well. Haven't heard of that one. It's uh, an old Hammer. It was, I think it was the first, like, prehistoric Hammer film. Oh. They did a series of, like, cave people films, and it's pretty standard cave people story member from one tribe goes to another tribe has to go back to his old tribe sort of thing like i've never seen any like caveman style movies and yeah that's like a whole subgenre of movies there's like quest for fire and the people that time forgot and, i've heard of that one okay yeah um, a lot of them were done by hammer this one was it was one of harryhausen's projects so the stop motion is all fantastic Nice. Oh, oh yeah, Harryhausen stop motion is awesome. Stop motion claymation. Yeah. Okay. Those yeah, Harryhausen did like the Voyage of Sinbad and all that stuff. Yeah, the Station of the Argonauts, Clash of the Titans. Yeah. He. Oh. So all those special effects are done by that guy. Yeah. Okay. Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> that style <laughs> is is very derivative of his work. Uh, I rewatched the. 80s Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> that movie's nice. so much fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's surprisingly violent. It has like a lot of slasher movie style violence, lots of stabbings and knife punctures and stuff like that. And I think you posted that, and I agreed with it, that it's the best Punisher film. Oh, yeah. Easily. And it is. Yeah, it, it's the best Punisher film in my eyes. Warzone is okay. It has its moments, but like this one is just... And, and upon watching it this time, I realized that that era of Dolph Lundgren could have very easily done a biopic about Peter Steele. Like (laughs) if you could pluck 1989 Dolph Lundgren and have him come to today, he could do a a biopic about Peter Steele. We're almost there. He could too. That's crazy. Digitally. We can do it. I (laughs) rewatch or uh, for the first time I watched this movie called millennium. Mm -hmm. It was really, really Hmm. weird. Uh, It's about this futuristic society that sends people back in time to save victims of plane crashes like they take them from the time right before the plane crash into the future. The reason in being that people can't reproduce in the future and it's the only way that they can keep humanity going is to bring people from the past. But the only way to avoid a paradox is to bring people that would have been dead from the past. Okay. Oh, okay. So cloning so, apparently isn't a thing for these people? No, they can achieve time travel, but not cloning. Yeah. Very silly. <laughs> but some of the effects are cool a lot of the future stuff is cool uh fucking chris christopherson is in it really yeah nice it's, it's really weird it was okay it's worth a watch if you have like an hour and a half to kill and nothing else around jennifer had never seen a black exploitation movie before so i showed her dolomite fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> dolomite is so good he's a bad motherfucker <laughs> that is a, that's a lot of fun yeah i love all those rudy ray moore movies uh human tornado is the best one if you haven't seen that i recommend it it's i haven't basically what would happen if john waters made a black exploitation movie we're definitely gonna have to do a black exploitation uh theme sometime yeah it would be cool to do like sugar hill and blackula or something like that or even like black dynamite for a newer film (laughs) oh bunch of three white dudes sitting around talking about black movies right should be interesting what the world needs 
I uh, took advantage of the Criterion Collection half-off sale at Barnes & Noble, and one of the things that I picked up was the Silence of the Lambs Blu-ray. Nice. Honestly, kind of underwhelmed by the transfer. It's really? supposed to be a 4K transfer, and like I put in the DVD that I had after we watched it to just do a comparison, and it really wasn't that much of an upgrade. That's kind of disappointing, especially from Criterion. Yeah, right. The packaging was cool. It comes in like their... Digipack style slipcase. It's a two disc instead of a one disc. It has and it has like the cool like butterfly like yeah. Moth. It has like a Rorschach butterfly cover. Huh. I got it for Jennifer. She really wanted it, so I've never actually seen that movie. So it's, we should borrow it and watch it on your TV. Well, I have yeah. a DVD of it. Oh. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, all right. Borrow the 4K and see how it looks on your TV. Oh, yeah, maybe it'll look That's better on yours. I also purchased in that sale the Uninvited, which I'd never seen before. It's a cool old gothic horror film from the 40s. I've been interested in this one because it's like a gothic ghost story, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, these days it's pretty cliche, but I suppose, you know, what is years ago it wasn't. Right. <clears throat> but it's, you know, a uh, new family moves into a house, discovers that it's haunted. They have to figure out why the ghost is there. There's a mystery. There's a reveal. Some cool atmospheric stuff, though. Lots of it's. I mean, for being a directorial debut, it's very impressive, especially to look at. Lots of cool shots and scenes, and yeah. Because if I get a chance to buy anything from that Criterion sale, I had that in my wish list because it looked interesting. I rewatched The Golden Child for the first time since I was <laughs> yes. a kid. Like, yeah, fucking... brother Noopsie! <laughs> I love Eddie Murphy in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it held up pretty well. It. I used to watch that and Big Trouble in Little China together, like all the oh, time. Oh, that's kind of a perfect blend, too. Yeah, they go back, they go together really well. Lots of the same people in both movies. Um, they're almost like from the same universe in a lot of ways. But hmm. I forgot that Charles Dance was the villain in that, and like, really, yeah, no he's, shit, he's Noomsi. Uh, Charles Dance was a. Uh... Targaryen, yeah, or the, no. The, La- the uh, Lannister. Lannister, yeah, Tyrion, Tywin. Tywin Lannister. Tywin Lannister. Oh, okay, yeah. He's yeah, cool that's Charles Dance. Yeah. I've seen him in other things. Man, before. that guy is, like, the most underutilized good actor. Like, he, he gets projects like Golden Child and Last Action Hero and Alien 3 when he should be doing fucking... Oh, yeah, because he was the... Big-time, classic, artsy shit. Yeah, because he, he like is... That a... one guy in The Benedict, or whatever his name was. Yeah, he's the main uh, villain in Last Action Hero. Hero with a fake And eyeball. he just... He's always so good. Even yeah. if the movie's a pile of shit, he's always yeah. so good. I mean, he, he still shows it even in Game of Thrones. He's one of those guys that always gives oh, us all... Yeah. Like Christopher Lee, regardless of the quality of the project, he's always going to be good. Yeah. I watched that Atomic Blonde movie. What'd you think? I was not impressed. Really? I want my two hours back. It's way too long. It's like every other scene is either two to three people discussing something seriously in a room or let's beat each other up to 80s music. (laughs) Because it's happening during the Cold War, right? Like 89 is the, the time frame. But it's, I don't know, it's pretty typical fucking espionage. It's like James Bond meets John Wick, but with Lady... Lots of naked Charlize Theron, though. Really? Hey, yep. all right. And she has a love scene with that hot French girl from the new Mummy movie. Oh, nice. Okay, so that cool. was, I mean, that kind of made it worth the investment of time. 
<clears throat> some of the fight scenes are cool, some kind of cool fight choreography, but I don't know. Overall, it was pretty disposable, and I'll never need to see it again. Yeah, a lot of people told me it was like, if you like John Wick, you'd like that. It's nowhere near that level of high-octane entertainment. Okay, good yeah, to know. it drags its feet way more than John Wick. And lastly, I watched my favorite Ed Wood movie, Bride of the Monster. If you've seen Tim Burton's biopic about Ed Wood, then you've so seen... Good. A lot of stuff about Bride of the Monster already. It was Lugosi's last feature-length film, and the famous octopus scene where, like, oh, that was where that was from. Yeah, they didn't have the motor for this octopus, so he had to like move the tentacles yeah. around to make it look like it was attacking him and shit. Oh, that scene in Ed Wood is so good. That movie is really good. Bride of the Monster is incredibly entertaining and like deserves to be on the shelves of any horror fan. Nice. I will have to look into that one because I, I've never actually watched like a full Ed Wood film before. That one and Plan Nine are really the only ones that you need, but they're both pretty essential. Yeah, and uh, yeah, let's jump in. Uh, Tim, did you? I thought you played some uh, horror-themed video <clears throat> games since the last time we talked. Wasn't it like State of Decay or something? Uh, I did play the new State of Decay 2 for, like, uh, I'm gonna say 15 minutes before I was thoroughly not entertained. Oh, <laughs> that quick, moved huh? On. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I talked about this last time or not, but I played a pretty cool game called Frostpunk. Oh, I remember, uh, you, like, you and I talked about it, but yeah, yeah it wasn't on the podcast. Yeah, it's kind of like a, the the world is ending, everything is frozen type thing, and, uh, you have yeah. to, like, lead a group of survivors through the wasteland, and... Yeah, and it's like in sub-zero degree temperatures or something. It was a fun little time killer. Um, Didn't get too in-depth with it, and I I enjoy a game that lets me get in-depth, but I I played it for a little bit. Not bad. Nice. Yeah, that's only for Steam, right? Uh, I I think. That's me. I didn't look that part up. I have a PC, so that's, you know, that's usually what I'm looking at. Right. Uh, yeah, I ended up only playing, like, one video game. Like, I played multiple video games, but the one that deserves to be talked about on the podcast would be Bloodstained Curse of the Moon, which I ended up showing Randy the trailer to that, like, Is right Is that before. the one that looks like Castlevania? Yep. Yeah, dude, I'm very interested in that. Yay. Yeah, it's nine ninety nine on the PlayStation Store, so you can buy it for dirt cheap from on the PS4. And it is fucking incredible. It is... It definitely looks awesome. It is such a nod to Castlevania 3. Well, didn't the creator have something to do with it? Yeah, well, yeah, the, uh, I think it was Ishigura, something, I forget his name, yeah, like, off the top of my head. Don't but, butcher um, it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he was the... Just say the Castlevania guy. <laughs> yeah, he worked on every single Castlevania, like, even up to the 3DS handheld Nintendo ones. Okay. Nice. okay. So this is, like, his baby? Yep, he, him and a new team uh, with called Inti Creates... They started a Kickstarter for a game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Yeah. And this was, I forget what the term is on Kickstarter, but where they over-exceed the expectations of what they were planning to make, like money-wise. Cool. And so they like made so much that they said, all right, this is us. so much extra money, we're going to create a 8-bit version of a prequel for the Ritual of the Night. So they created Curse of the Moon. Ritual of the Night is apparently almost an identical twin gameplay-wise to Symphony of the Night, the Castlevania game. Right. Which but I'm, the gameplay doesn't look 8-bit? 
on that one, no. Because the one that you showed me looked like 8-bit. Yeah, that's Curse of the Moon, the prequel that they that, that I played. all sorts of okay. up. I like the retro 8-bit stuff. Yep, right that's now. the one I played. I played it on the Nintendo Switch, Curse of the Moon. The Ritual of the Night one hasn't come out yet. That's why I just kind of talked about it for a second. I want to play Curse of the Moon. It yeah, Curse makes me want to play video games. Yeah, and it yeah. is it is Castlevania 3 to the risk of almost plagiarism. Yeah. It is like... Like you can... It's multiple multiple characters. Yep, and, and you can switch between them just by a press of the button, and each right. one has strengths and weaknesses. That's cool. And one of the characters has a whip and sword. Ooh, uh, You can throw shit like you could in uh, right. Castlevania. Uh, the only thing that's different is the boss fights are almost along the lines of, like, Mega Man boss fights. Oh, cool. Where oh. they're bigger and, uh, like, just, like, larger-than-life type bosses that have weaknesses that the other characters you can switch between might have strengths against it. Right. So, you know, you just got to kind of think of, okay, this character I'm going to play and beat the boss with. But Well, that's cool. I mean, if Kono- Konami's not going to do anything with it, I'm glad somebody is. No, Konami's right. just going to keep doing those fucking Klinko or Kinko machines or whatever those fucking things are and put Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid on those. They've that's- given up on life. Yeah. Because apparently those make them a lot of money in Japan. I'm big in Japan. You are. But uh, no, this game I highly recommend. I actually just posted my review on our Facebook page for Pop Horror. And if I was going to do a top 10 video games of the year, this is probably tied for number one right now. Wow. Cute. This is, it was fucking amazing. The soundtrack is all that chip bit style. Right. Like, the main has, stuff. Yeah, and it's done by the same dude that did all of the uh-huh. Castlevania music from the other games. Damn. So there's the some guy, pedigree to that. Yeah. Okay, did that's that same dude did like a bunch of Nintendo music, right? Yes. That guy so. clearly is influenced by late seventies proto metal shit like Rainbow and Scorpions and fucking Oh yeah, that shit rocks. I yeah, because there was more than one metal band that just made made like their start or their thing doing just like remakes of 8-bit music nintendo music and shit yeah this yeah everything about this game highly recommended it's 9.99 it's on xbox one uh nintendo switch playstation 4 and i believe it is also on the pc so for 10 bucks you're getting about a four hour game so that's actually pretty worth it especially because there's like you know it's worth playing through more than once and stuff like that okay but it is Highly, highly recommended game. I loved it. Scott Every bit of that. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that is the end of our what we've been watching and what we've been playing, which was an exhaustive list. Yeah, well, so, yeah. That was a long one. We, so, we, we, we were busy. If you're still yes. there, thanks. Yes, and Randy, it is your segment. All right, time for Tunes from the Crypt. On this installment of Tunes from the Crypt, I'll be talking about... Frightmare, which is a death thrash grind band from Portland. They were formed in 2002 and feature the very prolific Maniac Neil, also of Blood Freak, Lord Gore, Whore, and a few other bands. I'm sure at some point I'll probably be talking about Blood Freak as well, and maybe even Lord Gore, but tonight I'm just going to focus on Frightmare. Wow, you just said a bunch of names that I have yeah. no recollection of. <laughs> all of these, all of these bands were part of the Razorback Records roster. Oh. Razorback founded in '98. Um, they pretty much tailored to this kind of stuff: uh, thrashy death metal. They also mixed in grindcore, lots of it horror themed. That's cool. And this is a fairly new band too. If it's 2002, that's yeah, yeah. yeah I didn't expect that. They're newer, uh, newer. Yeah, we we're, we're old. Remember, that. I know, but right. it's still fairly new compared to like what we'd normally be talking about. 
So they only had two albums, unfortunately. Because, I mean, Maniac Neil, he's a, a busy dude. He's in a lot of other bands. This was kind of just a side project for him. He handled all of the vocals and guitar and bass himself. And somebody else did the drumming, I think. Um, the first album is called Bringing Back the... No, the first album is Midnight Murder Mania. And it's mostly songs about slasher movies. Like, I think almost every song on there... Is about slasher movies like nice. Burning, Friday the Thirteenth, Prowler, Black Christmas, My Bloody Valentine. Okay, you let us listen <laughs> to that Friday the Thirteenth one, right? Oh, yeah. uh, that was the second Friday the Thirteenth two from the uh-huh. second album. <laughs> nice, <laughs> but uh, the first album ends with a cover of the Misfits' "Devil Lock." Misfits we already covered. The second album is a little bit more diverse. It's not just slasher movies. He they sing about like Night of the Demons and. Island of the Humongous, and the cover song on that album is the Laz Rocket Leatherface song from Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Music, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Oh, for something I thought you were going to say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre the musical. I thought he was going to yeah. I'm kind of surprised that's not a thing, yet, right? honestly. Let's do it! But, uh, yeah, I mean, these guys, they're pretty groundbreaking in that little scene of bands like ghoul and blood freak and frightmare that mixed death and thrash and grindcore with the horror movie elements. A lot of bands since then have kind of ripped off their, their shtick. So if you're a fan of death metal or thrash metal or grindcore and slasher movies, then you should check out the slasher thrash band frightmare. Right on. Yeah, from what I've heard, it was pretty intense. Like, just the music was just yeah. fast-paced, I, I like right off the bat. The very, very beginning kind of gave me an anal cunt vibe, but more polished. Just because it very, came in yeah, very thrashy and The grindy. grindy parts are very grindy. Lots of yeah. blast Probably. beats and... Don't do that. Fast, <laughs> like, down, you know, down picking and stuff. So I, I wonder how that's going to sound. I'm leaving it in, everybody. That was Randy playing drums on the table. <laughs> <laughs> table drums yeah i'm gonna look more into these guys because i after the last episode with you talking about macabre i went back and i listened to a couple of their songs and yeah i really enjoy what i heard so i'll probably continue this and just continue like learning them about some new bands that i've never heard of before and and once again I'll, like i did with macabre i'll share like one of their songs on facebook or something like that just so you guys can listen to it too we'll also You'll probably be hearing it in the background right now, but we're going to uh, try to like start playing like samples of songs of these bands that we're talking about in the background. Yeah. Fairly exciting news from the Frightmare camp. Uh, after 16 years of being a band, they're finally going to do their first live show ever. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, at Maryland Death Fest next year. Maryland Death Fest always really good about reuniting bands that have long been broken up or getting bands that have never played live to come and play live. So pretty exciting that they were among like the first 15 or 20 bands announced for next year's Maryland Death Fest. Yeah, Cause isn't there like, like 30 bands or something or even more than oh, that? Yeah, it's That's like, a huge yeah, thing. It's though. a four day fest. There are usually 60 or more bands there. That's insane. This day and age, that is like the metal festival. As far it's as I yeah, know. it's the yeah. premier North American death metal festival. I mean, it's not like the Vakken or whatever they have over no, in Germany. It's, it's right, definitely smaller than Vakken, but or obscene extreme or any of the uh, 
European fests, but... I hate to say it, since OzFest disappeared, there hasn't been much good to replace it. Now, Summer Pins- Slaughter was pretty cool for a while, but that fest is really hit and miss. Like, one year it'll be great, and the next year it'll be all deathcore bands, and then the next year it'll be good, and, you know... Yeah, because I think the thing that replaced OzFest was, uh, was that uh, Dirt Fest, and Dirt Fest is just a bunch of... No, like radio Fest rock is just in Michigan. Yeah. That, is, that is an extremely local thing. Oh yeah, yeah I forget Ozfest is I mean, like there's there's like Mayhem Fest, yeah. but that's another very hit and miss tour. One year it'll be good, and then two years in a row it'll be shit. Yeah. So yeah, that's the uh, the end of tunes from the crypt. Go listen to Frightmare, you fucking poser. Listen to it. Listen to it and let your ears bleed. And save <laughs> your hearing. Don't go deaf. Yet. Yeah, you gotta listen to us, so don't go deaf. But uh, after that, it is time to get into our exploitation rape revenge films, starting off with 1981's The Mad Foxes. So the first film we'll be discussing in this exploitation rape revenge episode of the podcast by the cemetery is the 1981 madcap outlandish <laughs> masterpiece, the mad foxes also known as stingray two and dos violators, los violators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Los violators or some shit. It's a Spanish film directed by Paul Grau. I looked at his filmography. didn't look like he had any other, Notable credits. It stars Jose Gras of Hell of the Living Dead. If you've not seen that, oh okay, I would I'd... highly recommend you check that out. It's, yeah, I uh, want to check that out. Yeah, it's a good one. God damn! So I'd, I'd actually seen this movie once before, and when Randy said we were watching it, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the Mad Foxes is like the most absurd and over the top exploitation movie. It is ridiculous. It's basically about this dude, and he's like out on the town with some girl that he's banging, and a seventeen-year-old yeah. girl. Well, she's she's, a virgin. she's turning eighteen. She's turning eighteen. Jesus yeah. Christ! Yeah. So he takes her out and gets her all snockered, and then like snockered. Yeah, you know, drunk. <laughs> yeah. They uh, they have an altercation with a Nazi biker gang. <laughs> One of them crashes into a car and dies. So they follow them and beat the shit out of the dude and rape the girl in front of him. And then that's like literally the last you ever see her again. Yeah. Cause okay. So he, he goes to his karate buddies and he's like, Hey bros, I need revenge. Help me get revenge. And then there's this kind of clockwork orange scene where they meet up with the other gang and have a fight. And like rip the dude's dick off. Yeah. They cut the dude's dick off and stuff it in his mouth. Holy shit. So yeah, if you watch this movie, one thing you'll notice is that the Nazis, like in half the scenes, all oh, the swastikas have swastikas, <laughs> and the other half of the scenes they don't. Because yeah, it's of, like a blank armband. Yeah, yeah where they were shooting at the time had like circle. anti-fascist laws or something, so they couldn't <laughs> show it outdoors. But man, this movie was 
My God, Randy. I, 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 I like this movie a lot, but there's so much about this movie that was just so bad. It's so entertaining in a so bad it's good, like, just balls to the wall, fucking uh, yeah, nuts. So after film. he gets his revenge with the karate dudes, he goes to bang some other girl. Yeah, completely different. While this girl is still in the hospital, bruised and broken. Yeah, he yeah. goes to see the raped girl, and he's all like, oh, I'm sorry, babe, you got revenge or whatever. And he goes to another girl's apartment... And in that, like, in the meantime, the Nazis go and they get their revenge. Yeah, they just fuck up And the... fucking murder all of the karate dudes. Just gun them all down. The main karate dude who they kill sitting at his desk, that's the director. No shit. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Playing with the nunchucks there, like, yeah, for that's, a second. Yeah, that's Paul Grau, the guy that directed the movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Goddamn. So then... The guy, you know, he's just like driving around. He's driving on his way up to his parents' house, Randomly and there's picks this, up some yeah, other this chick? woman on the beach that's like with another guy hitchhiking with another dude, like and he, Mario she comes whatever. out to the road, and she's all, "Hey, can you give me a ride?" And he's like, "Yeah, baby." Only you though. Yeah, and, and she's and, like, "Oh, can my friend come?" Oh, sorry, I only have a two seater. He takes him and she just fucking just yeah, ditches and she's her like, boyfriend. Hey, I'm going with this guy. Bye. And they right to, after they were talking about how much they were in love with each other and that yeah, she yeah. would never leave him and she's this like, and that. Oh, I've only known him for a couple days. Yeah, See ya. Super funny. So they, like, they, they go to his fucking parents' house. Yeah, the Nazis follow them to his parents' house and fucking yeah, everything gets everybody gets killed. The uh, the dude. The main dude and his this new chick, they're in this they're in the bathtub at his parents' house and the water it's is gross. yellow. Yeah, yeah. so disgusting. I don't know if like I don't know, oh, European and, water and, looks like Mountain Dew. And, but. I, and I have to mention because this is important to the movie apparently, because it was like a ten minute scene or an eight minute scene of her like riding a fucking horse on the beach and oh, right. all this shit. Like this movie is one of has the most useless scenes I've ever seen. But they're so entertaining, even though they're useless. Oh, like the bad dancing and the club in the beginning yeah making out for like five minutes it's just crazy okay i'm sorry to interrupt your plot no it's synopsis. fine uh <laughs> it's it's chaotic just like the movie this movie oh yeah so the bikers the nazi bikers kill his whole fucking family and you know the cycle of revenge continues to stage three <laughs> yeah uh, it's like uh the stingray like it, like you were saying, had like some type of crazy body kit on it because it was all like weird and unique and just like yeah, low to the ground. You can tell that they the were Euro, trying Euro to be so careful not car. to hurt that car because yeah, that there were a couple of times when the Nazi gang like approaches yeah. the car and they're all like Ooh, trying yeah. to, you know <laughs> shoving on it and stuff, but just barely, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there, it's just uh, you got gratuitous violence. Tons of nudity. Tons and tons of nudity. Weeders oh. everywhere. Yeah. The Weeders over the overdubbing is great. Yeah, oh, the overdubbing, overdubbing is, is terrible, terrible it's but it's horrible. so fun. Oh, so funny. The, like they're walking out of the guy's house parents' house after murdering him, and the guy's like, Everyone will admire us. What yeah. why, why? Why would <laughs> that doesn't make any sense? <laughs> uh, the, the second time I watched it, I had the glory of being able to watch it uh the Spanish version overdubbed with English and then with a Russian voice over on top. So uh, don't go to the YouTube version unless you really, really want to listen to it in the worst possible fashion. Well, and there is also, from what you told me, a cut down, like, 13 oh, yeah. minute version of the, the film. The, this, this one guy was like, this movie's got too much useless shit in it. it. Cuts the entire movie down to 13 minutes. Still manages to put in the useless scenes, but chops them way short. And you get the whole fucking plot in 13 minutes. Jesus. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this movie is. Uh, it was out of print for a very long time, and then Full Moon just recently brought it out on DVD, so I picked up the copy then, because Randy and I watched it 
couple years back when he was able to get his hands on the Blu-ray. Yeah. And we fell in love, like, first time watch, and then I wasn't able to find it since. This movie had been on my list for the better part of a decade, and, like, I could never find it to watch anywhere, and... The DVD that was around was like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, and then whoever, I can't remember who released that Blu-ray. It's like a region-free foreign Blu-ray. Yeah, all I know is on that uh, Diabolic DVD website is where yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's where I got it from Diabolic, but uh, man, holy shit. Maybe like the most satisfying first time watch after years of build-up and excitement yeah, it did not disappoint. No, it was incredibly satisfying. Like, it's, it's, Crocus songs on the soundtrack yeah, yeah. and fucking, like, a ridiculous badass car and nudity and violence everywhere. Like, and, and just some ridiculous just scenes. Like, yeah. What was it's, it? There it's, was that one scene when you were talking about her doing the horseback riding on the beach where they're at his mom's house. They go into the woods, and he pulls out a shotgun, and... He says something along the lines yeah. of, that plane's annoying me. And he, so starts, like, aims and shoots, he tries shooting the fucking plane <laughs> out of the sky. He passenger flight. Yeah. There's so much stupid things And the that girl's like, I want to play with... No, this isn't a game for women. No more hunting. That's enough hunting for now. <laughs> Let's, Let's fuck, fuck instead. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, humping her thigh. Yeah. yeah her the the softcore porn scenes are just bad. Yeah, because like you were saying, the sex scene in the bathtub was all weird and awkward, yeah, even I, with the nasty water. The water was yellow. Gross. It looked like they were in a bathtub full of flint water or something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so sad, but true. Oh, relevant. Topical. <laughs> no. Bad kid. But yeah, this trying is... To get in the look bag. out, mutant. Like, I can't say enough <laughs> great things about this film. Like, it is so bad, but holy fuck is it just... It is what an exploitation film should be. It's my favorite say, exploitation I've, I've, film. I've seen a few movies in this genre, and this one is by far my favorite in like, the genre. Because it's, um, it's entertaining throughout. It, even its ridiculous parts <coughs> are enjoyable. And the rape scene is so bad that you don't really feel like uncomfortable. It's not like bad as right, in, And it's like, not long and drawn out. Yeah, either. yeah. It's just like, okay, this is obviously badly acted and... The dude gets on and just, like, jackhammers for, like, fucking... Like, he's like, having a fucking Hold seizure. on, I'm finishing! Yeah, he's, like, this big fucking six-and-a-half-foot-tall fucking dude, neo-Nazi guy. we have guy. to see that guy's wiener, like, way more times. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that scene where yeah, he's where walking he's, around, he's, he's like, throwing he's kicks peeing. in the air. He's, like, peeing, and the dude kicks him in the back, so he just turns and starts, like, fucking straight kicking at yeah, him. Yeah, I was watching... I was watching the behind-the-scenes and the director and the dude that... That was dude improvised, that, right? Yeah, that was all improvised, because the, the director and the dude that, uh is the Nazi biker with the pigtails. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about how in that scene, the director's just like, I really don't know what to do here. So the dude is just like, all right, I'm going to go over here and piss in the corner. And then the other guy's just like over there kicking him while it's like, he's completely butt naked and just like turning around and trying to pee on him and shit. And uh, also one thing I found out from the behind the scenes is literally the director said, I had no plan when I went into this film. He's like, we had a loosely based script and we just said, Let's just film cool scene after cool scene and just throw it together with no editing. Yeah, it kind of looks like that's what that, they did. That definitely shows, yep. And yeah, it, it shows and it pays off because of it. Because it's just... <laughs> I, the, the scene at the end where the one Nazi biker dude is like about to bang the fucking Nazi biker lady. Oh, yeah, and she's all in the s and <laughs> He's like wearing all the belts and, and stuff. So and yeah. he's, he's like, when I drink, I get like this. And he starts grabbing at his crotch. <laughs> when I drink, I get like this. Like what? What do you mean? <laughs> well, then when the dude walks in like and goes to kill that guy, the fucking 
Nazi girl is like, wait, what are you doing? And he turns around and just kills her. She really didn't even do a damn thing. Yeah, well, you know, Nazis. <laughs> If you're yeah, going mean, to get away with killing anybody, kill you'll actually kill some Nazis. The funny Nazi, thing about this him. film is none of the characters are likable. Even no. the main dude is just a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. like a detestable womanizer, fucking yep. banging teenage girls. and Oh, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not rooting for him, but I'm just loving what I'm seeing on the screen. And the sad part is, those karate guys, you know, they go and kick a bunch of ass when they shown up. At what at the biker's funeral for the guy that fucking uh, that he killed? Yeah, they killed the road, during the car the car chase. Yeah. Um, you know, and after that, the bikers go to the dojo where they're all at. Throw one grenade, right. kill every one of the fucking <laughs> karate guys. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, well, so know, they were in it for like just a few minutes tops. That's what grenades do, man. Oh, but it was just hilarious that they took him out that quickly, yeah. like with. Them not being the rest of the movie, because when I first heard about this film, I expected like those guys in the dojo to last like throughout, just be like ninjas versus Nazis, blah 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 type deal. Well, after yeah. you know, after the uh, tall neo Nazi kills the group of karate dudes with the grenade, he gets his with a grenade later when he's on the toilet. Oh yeah, and then there's that uncomfortable scene where it's like a close up of his wiener like bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I like, forgot why? about that. Why? I, I, I blocked that out of my image or out of my brain. Thanks for reminding. Wiener, <laughs> wiener, wiener. Actually, I'm oh, wondering if wiener, my wiener. if the DVD even had that scene. I can't remember. Mm. So maybe my, mine might be slightly cut. I can't remember. But the ending is just as ludicrous as the rest of the movie. <laughs> oh dude, yeah, yeah. He the, arrives the home. Dickless Nazis in his fucking apartment. Yeah, the dude shit. that they castrate at the funeral is waiting, and he has a bomb and just like presses a button, and there's like a cartoon the explosion. The end. Yeah, yeah that was the end. And then cut it goes, to a crocus song. Yeah, cut to the crocus song yeah. with the stingray just driving down the road. Like it, but yeah, this film is just so much fun in such a ludicrous, ridiculous way that, like, it is so outlandish and over the top. I never will see anything like this ever again. Sure, like, you might. I don't know. I don't think there's anything <laughs> that can compare to this. But this was good stuff. Did anybody else notice that uh, crocus song, Easy Rocker, like the main riff for that song, like? Gavin Rosdale totally ripped that off for Bush Machine Head. No. Like Easy Rocker is like ding 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 ding. And then Machine Head is ding 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 ding. Well, you know, yeah, no. I never caught that. Same riff. Just Crocus did it cool. Yeah, anything else we want to go to before we go into ratings? Uh Nothing I can think of that I like wanted to mention. I think I covered everything that I wanted to mention. Yeah, this was a fairly quick review, but it's just because there's so much to talk about. But at the same time, it's hard to remember it all because there's so much. So, like, this is something if you're into any type of rape revenge film or exploitation film fan, you need to search this out and watch it. Or if, yeah, you, the or over if you just like laughably bad cinema in certain points too, this is this is worth it. So over-the-top sex scenes, people fucking, like, every ten minutes. Over-the-top violence, you get, like, a dick cut off and stuffed in somebody's mouth and hedge clippers shoved through somebody's mouth and, like, they gut the... the Oh, yeah, the maid. The maid and fucking shoot his mama in the wheelchair. and Yeah, there's, it's just wrong in so many ways. Lots but... of cool violence, lots of cool sexuality, totally over-the-top. It's an exploitation fan's wet dream on celluloid. Yeah, so what would you rate this? Ten. 
Really? Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Wow! The <laughs> first ten for Randy here I on the love show. Love Mad Fox. Perfect score. Wow. That seems. It couldn't like I can't think of anything that could make this movie better for what it is. Uh, I, I have a hard time thinking like what it could like because nothing needs to be cut out because even the like long yes, it does well no even way. the long ridiculous stuff like makes it fun and just it's, part it's, of the it's all it's charming joy. yeah it's it's okay it's all very charming <laughs> <laughs> like, like having a a D shelf band like Crocus on the <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> Like, well, we couldn't get ACDC, and we couldn't get Accept, so here's Crocus. <laughs> so, Tim, what would you give this? Uh, you know, I'm going to have to go like a 7.75. Uh, that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, it, was, it was entertaining and silly. It was just, I don't know. I could watch it again right now. Uh, Me too. Uh, sure. <laughs> I was just about to ask if you'd be able to watch it ever again. But I'm I'm still like this is only the third time I've seen it, right? That's a, yeah, third time I've seen it too. So I'm still pretty fresh to it. But would you be willing to ever rewatch it, Tim? Is sure, this one of those? Yeah, sure, I'd watch it with somebody who hasn't seen it yet, just to kind of see what they thought. Of it. <laughs> just scare them with their reaction. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you got seven point seven five. Yeah. Nice and uh, man, I've been taught going up in the air about this one, like what I want to give this because it's. It's so much fun. The exploitation film, like, it can't get any better, I don't think. There's still a lot of exploitation films I haven't seen. But from what I've... The ones I have watched, this takes the cake as most ludicrous, ridiculous, over-the-top, just highly entertaining. It's a bad exploitation film to start with because, you're. I mean... It sets the bar really yeah, high. Yeah, it's, it's a high bar. Like, unless the next movie you watch is going to be, like thriller or fight for your life or something crazy like that then yeah this i am gonna go with a nine on this nice yeah this is right up there i couldn't say it's a 10 because that i haven't seen enough exploitation films to really like compare but yeah this is right up there and the bar is set high now so i I am looking forward to seeing what else we can watch down the road, but I, like you said, I have a feeling nothing will compare to it. You drive me completely crazy. <gasps> Stan Dimitri, my associates.
All right, so our final film that we're reviewing tonight is a 2018 film called Revenge. I believe it came out just a few months back and was produced by Shudder. Uh, surprisingly not on Shudder, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, well, it's going to be, but not until, like, September or something. Yeah. They got to make some DVD money first. <laughs> something. Since nobody's subscribing to Shudder. Well, no, there's plenty of horror fans that are. Yeah, but... It's five it? bucks a month. That's a great deal for what Still, they have on there. If, you got, this, you if this is what they're doing with their five bucks a month, and I don't know if I want to give oh, them well, money. Well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> but uh, this is directed by Coralie Fargiat. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that or butchering it, but he, it's he's a butchering it. Female director, is that a lady? okay. I figured it yep. was a lady. Uh, the only other film it looks like she directed was something called Reality. Uh, oh, or Reality, yeah, reality. Plus. I, I know Reality. I actually have no idea. No, I just, I'm just <laughs> um, starring Matilda and <laughs> Matilda and Ingrid Lutz. That's a mouthful. Uh, Looks like she was in a bunch of foreign films that I don't recognize. Uh, Julia, Maria. Julia, Maria. Er, no, sorry. That was who she played in that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> Julia and Lestat Adoso is the other just, film. Somebody just reading shit off the internet. Uh, also stars <laughs> Kevin Jansen's. But uh, this is a very simple plot. Um, a rich... Oh, hold on, hold on. Spoilers, guys. Oh, yes. We're going to spoil, gonna spoil yeah, this, this film. This is a new movie, so if you actually care to see it, I guess do that first. Okay, whatever. Yes. That's off. That's off our yes, chest. Yes, we want to give spoiler warning for this one. I'm it not, we're we're going to you know say stuff about the movie that's considered a spoiler, but I don't feel like we're spoiling anything for you. So, But, uh, yeah, the plot of this film is very simple. It is a uh, rich playboy has a mistress that he takes on a vacation out in this desert in this like really awesome like modern style mansion type undisclosed home. desert location yeah could be anywhere yeah it's, but it's uh, rocky out there i assume it's somewhere in fucking europe or south america or something it, i have no idea you'd think yeah but yeah he goes there uh Australia, with his mistress maybe? who's supposed to be there for <laughs> well we don't a, see any wildlife or terrain that would even that's, that's all we see are rocks and sand yeah. in the house yeah right. but yeah he uh goes out there with his mistress who, who like they she's going to be with him for a couple days and then she's supposed to leave and then his buddies are supposed to show up and they're supposed to go hunting which once again didn't see any wildlife so yeah, i don't know what I the fuck they're going to hunt they were meant to be hunting because one of them had a long gun with a scope on it and one of them had a tactical shotgun with a scope on yeah, it yeah yeah a like a bolt action shotgun which is a weird thing yeah and uh he ends up leaving for the day to go, I think, get the helicopter set up for when for her to leave or whatever. And she's there, just gets out of the shower, and his buddies, from the they were partying the night before, and she basically cock-teased one of the guys. Well, she did it to make the other guy jealous because yeah. he wouldn't dance with her. Right. Um, yeah, and he, he gets all, like, rapey-rapey. Yeah, and this guy, his buddy, gets all rapey with her. Very which, incel behavior. Yeah, why and, don't you like me? Uh, I am here. I'm a freshman. Why don't you like me? <laughs> and I was, I didn't hear much about this film except for a lot of people liked it. So I was expecting like really? a vicious, like uncomfortable rape scene, but it was just kind of like there and gone. Without you know what's really, really uncomfortable at the fucking rape scene is the slow close up of the guy chewing his whatever the hell yeah, snack that is. I was just about yeah. to get there. Yeah, that was just yeah, like the fat guy that's like there, like watching his friend raper. He's just eating like a candy bar up close, and it's gross and disgusting. Yeah, I hate yeah. when 
films do that. Uh, but then he walks away, and the rape happens. The boyfriend... <laughs> a piece of glass, like a window. That whole scene where he, like, you know, he's just choosing to ignore it and goes outside to swim, and you can still see what's going on through the window. I mean, that's, you know, that was all re- sort of effective. Yeah, and um, the boyfriend, or, yeah, the guy comes back from his trip and finds out, because she tells him everything, and he ends up basically saying, all right, we're going to get you out of here. Don't say a word about it. And she's like, no, I'm going to tell the cops. And then he slaps her, and she runs away in terror, and as she's running away, they all chase her. To a, the edge of a cliff. Yeah, yeah, to the edge of a cliff. And, and then she gets all weird. Yeah, well, then she's, like, freaking out. And the boyfriend's like, all right, calm down, calm down. And then just shoves her right off the cliff. Okay, yeah. yeah. Why would he pretend to call the cops or the, the helicopter and put on that whole show if he was just going to shove her anyway? Like, she had nowhere else to run. Why wouldn't he just walk up and shove her? Right. There's, there's so many weird It's for the benefit of the movie. audience so that you'll, oh, you'll be shocked. You knew it was going to happen, though. It wasn't a surprise. Yeah. Or like, oh, my God, he actually pushed her. Like, And this is where... The ridiculous. Yeah, starts. I mean, you have to suspend disbelief to, in, like, just an unreasonable degree. She falls a good fifty feet onto a, a fucking giant br- uh, yeah, tree limb. Pales that herself her. on a dead mostly tree. dead tree. Yeah, through the back and out through the front, which would have broken every rib in her body, probably paralyzed her. At least pierced a lung, if yeah, not a lung. Yeah, she would just certainly be dead. Yeah, death, death would happen. Yeah, because she stayed out there, what was it, like, hanging on that for... In like, the desert sun. Overnight. overnight yeah. yeah, and over, like, by the nighttime, she was finally wiggling herself <laughs> So, like, after this scene happens, I'm wondering to myself, well, where's who's going to get the revenge? Because clearly this woman has to be dead! Nope, <laughs> she pulls herself up, but oh. one thing oh, I had yeah. to say is I love the camera work like during this scene, because oh, like blood with the drops, blood yeah, drops yeah, landing yeah. on the fire ants, and like I thought the... that was kind of annoying with all the like. Me. Well, yeah, the sound <laughs> design no, I don't like, but like the camera, like just the camera shots, I really like that. But her method of escape is again completely ridiculous and ludicrous. You're yeah. gonna start a fucking fire. Oh, yeah. and she, and you're she... gonna burn the tree that you're impaled on. She and gets it's... away like a. Like a minute before the other guys like even see her, like it not gets, even like so close. Just so, it, ah. yeah. She pulls herself free of that branch, and the funny thing is, the guys look down, notice she's not there. So she, they go down, they do not see the drag marks of her like pulling herself into the cave or all the blood that she was leaving. Well, yeah, like they so saw, much like, blood. They saw the blood that she left along the wall where she was pressed up against the wall and hiding. Yeah, but and then. But the like the blood trail that they follow is enough to fill a human. Yeah, and these guys are supposed to be hunters. You figure they'd be good at tracking, right? Well, the, the, what are they hunting? They track her yeah. to the water or whatever, you know. Yeah, and then have well, actually, because yeah, that's what it was. She goes to the water, and that's how she like she moves down a bit. But and- okay, you know, let's let's pretend let's pretend she could survive this fall. I'm not going to pretend that she can then run across the desert, like run, actually run faster than they could on a car and all that and a dirt bike. And then swim. Yeah. yeah um, after the amount of blood loss and the fall and just, I, I get that, you know, we, we just finished reviewing one of the most ludicrous movies that you could ever watch, <laughs> but that movie 
sets out to be crazy and weird and intends to be over the top. And this one is Plays completely like- rooted in reality, except for the fact that human beings are, you know, doing things that no actual human being can survive. Uh, and I'm sorry, I hate to say one of the most annoying things that for, the first thing that got me that really annoyed me was when she had first had her chance to shoot a big gun and it like knocks her back like 10 feet right. under her ass. I'm like, I'm sorry. <coughs> Shotguns don't reach Shot- well that I mean, hard. I don't care how small of a person you are. Yeah, you can shoot a fucking shotgun without getting blown back 10 feet. Otherwise, well, people wouldn't fucking shoot them. We're jumping ahead here, but I want to I, I want to bring up the one <laughs> ridiculous scene and that's when she is in the cave and she does like the whole cauterizing the wound oh. by opening up oh, the after can. taking the peyote. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's just tripping Wait. on drugs for no reason. Yeah, why does the can brand her? This is what I was just going to bring up. <laughs> it, yes. the, the can isn't even it's embossed. It's not embossed. Yeah, it's not even embossed, so I don't know why the image would be there. And, it was, and then what did you point out It to? wasn't inside out. It yeah, was, the if, words weren't backwards they like they should have been. Right, the words so are eligible. And like you said, you see the symbolism there with the phoenix and all that. Yeah, she's rising again, the phoenix, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But then for the the rest of the movie, every once in a while, for no reason whatsoever, we get a close-up shot of that fucking stupid branding on her stomach. Yep. 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 And the most annoying part, like, I think the most annoying part of this whole entire film was the dream sequence within a dream sequence within a dream sequence. I know she's tripping and oh, all that. Coyote, uh, dream, dream, dream. Yeah, that that just got annoying after a while. Yeah. Like, it was just like, okay, you could have had it once and then been good. But you right. one after another after another. It was kind of annoying. No. But I do got to say that whole glass. Let's, we'll, we'll get there. Hold on. Like, we're uh, almost there. But yeah, like, yeah, then yeah. she hunts down the dude on the that uh, stays at the water. Oh, the and fucking dude. Yeah. And Gets him in the eye with a fucking his own knife, which that was a pretty brutal kill. He had it coming, but, but yeah. then okay, so this is a fairly large body of water. Yeah, he like just rapey float- dude is. I'm gonna wash my face. I just need to wash my face, and he happens to go to the exact spot in this fairly large body of water <laughs> that the guy's body happens to be. Yeah, and like his body pops up. up right at the yeah. Yeah, most I opportune mean, moment. And that's another one of those scenes where you just, you know what's coming. As soon as he starts making his way toward the water, you're like, oh, well, I wonder if he's going to wash his face right over the corpse water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did like the look of the bloated effect from them being like underwater and stabbed. Wouldn't look like, like that already? No, I, cool. I like it the look weeks of it. for a body to look like that. At least days. But then, yeah, that guy, she ends up like, fucking hunting down and that's where the gun comes into play because she like like you were saying she like levels up every time she kills someone yeah Yeah. she kills the fat guy and gets his gun and his knife yep and then she's after the guy now that has the truck yeah and this is probably the scene that got tim and i both because you know she shoots the gun yeah Yeah, and he shoots after her takes off her ear and as she's running just smashes the flashlight against the rock which clever yeah and uh he just running barefoot with one one foot bare. Yeah, with yeah. one foot bare. The chances, the odds of Yeah. Oh, no, it's not believable in any way, but my god, that was a cringy fucking scene. Yeah, you know, have digging around in his like little foot pussy trying to get the glass out. Yeah, cuz yeah. it was a giant uh, chunk of glass that goes straight into his foot cuz he's running full fucking speed yeah. after and Props to whoever did the effects for that cuz yeah, that, that was the gore was effects in this were cool. I'll yeah, it, it was holy like, But like, okay, so the chances of him stepping with the one bare foot in the exact spot where that piece of glass happened to be pointing up, oh, you know, no, that, that's yeah, like yeah. a one in a quadrillion thing. Right. I mean, that happens a lot in horror films. Sounds though, like but... a Home Alone style. Things right. Like her getting her ear shot off. Like, right. You, you, what are, like that's 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 going to happen. You're like going to miss the whole fucking body and just hit the ear. 
But yeah, that that scene, like that is one thing I have to also say is like they were clever because they want the camera was clever because it made you wanted to squirm because they focused on that foot for what three to four minutes while he's just digging and digging and digging and but so okay so he he digs the glass out of his foot and then he continues he makes his way back to the truck yeah (laughs) like it seems like they had run a considerable distance yeah like and there was no way he would have been able to walk like that no no it would have taken him an hour to get back to that goddamn instead of using his other foot to drive the fucking truck he continued he uses his fucking nasty foot which that part i'll give credit because he did you know he actually showed like immense pain as he's trying to press down on the pedal and everything, which, you know, that I, I just could feel that because I've had foot issues before and I know like pain in my feet and I've stepped on shit like that. That's fucked my foot up. Nothing like that. Old but. man Scott's got So she kills problems. rapey guy and gets the truck levels up again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then she because she got that guy, the other dude is left out of the desert stranded <laughs> and gets like just fucking just cooked in the sun, which I thought that was kind of hilarious. He finally gets back to the fucking home yeah and fancy little house and this is where we get a lesson that the human body apparently has like 12 gallons of blood nine gallons of blood under pressure because this is like the straight (laughs) out like gunfight fucking just blood everywhere because she shoots him like right Right in the the belly or right in the ribs and he's just gushing everywhere whatever i'm gonna run around so yeah they start running around in circles (laughs) around the hallways of this house like a goddamn cartoon it's like fucking i expect the roadrunner to pop out yeah any second or i expect them to both turn around and like run into each other there right like what dumb like that scene was ridiculous they cover the floor and the halls of this house in enough blood to fill Two people, yeah, easily. Two and people. he's still yeah. just like trucking. He's up and fucking she's still up and running. Just like rage running. It's like not even like they're not even slowing. We down. gotta see this dude's fucking wiener a whole bunch, <laughs> right? Yeah, lots of wiener. Yeah, yeah. Like he he looked uh like at like he looked he was cartoonish towards that end, but he looked like he reminded <laughs> me of uh Christian Bale soaked in blood in oh, a fucking American right. Psycho with Chasing a chainsaw, the just chainsaw. like a lunatic. <laughs> That's kind of what he reminded me of in that cartoonish aspect, but just like way out, like overdone. Yeah. And yeah, she ends up getting him, but like, it just looks like 12 murders happened in that house. Yeah. Yeah. And she blood. escapes. And that's so much blood. The end of the film. And yeah. It's a weird ending. Yeah. This film, like I say, it had a lot of great cinematic shots, great camera work. But holy crap! Like I don't know. Was... I felt I felt like uh, she really underutilized the terrain and like the scenery that she had to work with and the exterior stuff. Yeah, and it's I don't know. It was I don't know. It's just it's nothing I ever need to watch again. Yeah, I I liked it a lot more. Like when like right when I watched it, and then thinking about it as time went on, since we've. It's been like all a little insider info here. It's been about two weeks, right? Yeah, and in that two weeks, I've started forgetting the, quite a bit of it, which is not a good sign because usually you can remember certain things. It's perfectly. still all very yeah. fresh in my I, mind. I yeah, because like, you watched it recently, though. Yeah, you watched it just like two ago. days ago, and there was nothing dramatically awesome. Yeah. No, just like the I think the coolest thing was that foot digging scene. Yeah, I wouldn't just even like call it cool. It was just like, Duh, well, I'll say it's cool because of the reaction it got out of me. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. yeah, nobody wants to no dig a glass chunk of glass out of their the bottom of their foot. Fuck no. Yeah, because this one like, <laughs> well, we can dig into ratings on this one and yeah, <laughs> dig in, <laughs> but uh, we can go to the ratings with this uh, for Revenge of 2018. 
I would give this about 7.25. It was an enjoyable one-time watch. Had some good effects. The camera work's probably the best thing about it, but the ridiculousness of a lot of the stuff that happens in this film is just too unbelievable for my liking. Um, Yeah, for a movie that's rooted in reality, it really expects a lot out of its audience. Right, and it's kind of weird because, you know, most of these type of revenge-type films are usually dirty and gritty and this and that. And this is like crisp pristine looking and like it just doesn't kind of fit that feel yeah yeah but yeah all around it was a decent one-time watch like you said i won't need to buy it unless i find it for like in the five dollar bin or the dollar sale at disc replay or something Mm -hmm. i might buy it the dollar bin but other than that yeah 7.25 what would you give it tim uh well all right so uh i didn't like this movie that much um didn't like the cringy parts of it that were memorable didn't like the lack of memorable rest of it um <laughs> i guess if this is your movie and this is your thing that's cool but i'm gonna give it like a uh like uh four and a quarter oh wow lowest score you've given so far i think that's pretty low i'm gonna give it a six it's uh it's just it's baby's first revenge film it's like a really bad tarantino knockoff yeah it's very mild in the like just mild I, in almost every way, really. Except for some of the violence. Even the violence is just, I mean, like, oh, wow, she gut shot a dude? That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, like it's just violent. That? It's violent, but not, like, in an uncomfortable violence way besides the foot thing. Yeah, uh, nothing special happening here. Very disposable, forgettable, mediocre, very routine, cliche. Also, another theme that ties into both films is, once again, unlikable characters. Even the protagonist was just... She was not likable. It was a weird movie. I didn't really care for her at all. Uh, I don't know. She didn't strike me as someone that I would enjoy the company of, but... Yeah, because she just looked like she was like a gold digger type character. Well, yeah, she was in the midst of like a weird affair with that guy. Yeah. And like... Brought up, brought up his wife, and he just like fucking backhands. Oh, that's her. what it was. Yeah, he brought. Don't you brought talk about my wife? Sacre bleu. Yeah, the, the men were all a bunch of fucking Euro trashy slime ball type dudes. Yeah, they had a buddy that thought they could just use it for their power. Yeah, and you abuse their power. Even like the rapey dude wasn't sufficiently slimy and creepy no. enough. Like. Watch House on the Edge of the Park, Last House on the Left, yeah, I Spit on Your of, Grave, any you know, of those. Those are like the slime yeah, there's, stuff. There's, there's, some, there's some bad fucking shit out there I've seen. Yep. This was, like you said, tame in comparison to those type of films, Baby's especially. Baby's first revenge film. <laughs> but uh, Named Revenge. All around, I gave it a 7.25. Tim gave it a 4.25. Yeah. And Randy gave it a 6.5? 6. Six. Or 6. Revenge is a good title for this film. It's a very <laughs> mediocre, forgettable title that's going to get lost in the shuffle, just like this movie. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like it. I mean, I am shocked that it was a female director doing a rape-revenge film. Like, I don't think I've really seen that before, but it's not, nothing to write home about. Maybe sure. like Mother's Day. I think a woman directed Mother's Day, but I can't oh, okay. remember. But... No, um, I could easily list, like, two dozen rape revenge <laughs> films that are better. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that many, but I've seen enough to where it's like, I went in, went in expecting something like what I've seen before, and not I I was relieved because, you know, a lot of those rape revenge scenes are just uncomfortable as shit. Yeah, I mean, it's not irreversible. Yeah, it's, uh, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one's, oh boy. 
But um, before we go into what we were going to be doing next week, I forgot to do this last time, so I'm going to do my plugs right here for the show. Uh, so make sure, if you are enjoying the show, to go on to iTunes, we're on there, and leave us a review, a rating, because... Somehow that, like, helps, apparently. Yeah, the algorithm with <laughs> iTunes is the more reviews we get, the more chances that a random person not looking for us will just, it'll show up on their feed, and they'll be like, oh, this has gotten some ratings. Let's yeah, check it out. We, so, we, we, want, we want to be other people's spam. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, check us out on iTunes at the Podcast by the Cemetery. Uh, we have a Facebook group under the Podcast by the Cemetery. Join us. Yeah, just Ask a, ask to join and we'll let you in. It's a pretty good group. We've got a lot of interactions yeah, going on there. Just talk anything general horror, entertainment, even horror, video game, like pretty much anything themed around what we do in our episodes. Yep, yep. Memes, lots of memes. Yep, memes. Yeah. <laughs> horror uh, memes. Bring us all your memes, like rare poster art and fan yeah, art and yeah. stuff. Then you'll get my articles that I write that are off the website that I yep. work for. There's and... links from other podcasts and other artists on there you might enjoy. Yep. And um, you get a sneak preview of what I've been watching before I do that. Yeah, segment. yeah, yeah. Same if, here. And if, then... if you pay close attention, Randy, Randy posts pictures of of his weed and stuff. Yeah, yep. And he'll also post <laughs> like him and I will both post what we buy and stuff like that. So it's good for conversation stuff. Um, I also created a Twitter page. Uh, follow us there at Podcast Cemetery. Um, but yeah, we we're on there. I'm not. I'm not using that much. Like. Facebook is the way I usually work with things because it's just I it makes sense to me. Yeah, everybody's on Facebook. Where Twitter is uh, where I'm gonna like post like what we're gonna be doing next and when our episode drops. Yeah, we we use Twitter so we can respond to the president if he says anything weird. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and degrade him because he's a piece of shit. Well, piece of shit. Um, and also we do have an email, so if you guys want to shoot us a message on there or even just message us on Facebook, but that is the podcast by the cemetery at gmail.com. So I want to do next- a sh- shout out to Juan Gutierrez. He uh he did the art for our old podcast. We bumped into him today in a kind of a weird twist of fate. So Yeah, cuz he doesn't even live in Michigan anymore and we just randomly ran into him at a, a- when we were out to eat. He's an amazing artist. Check yeah. out his art. His art is incredible and just fucked up, which is great. And hopefully down the road, maybe we'll do art for us, but we'll see what's going on there. Um, but for the next episode, we're, we're going to do uh, a little spit in the face to MCU and DC and all that shit. Uh, we're going to do cool horror, you know, violent horror style comic movies i'm gonna choose michelle suave's 93 masterpiece my opinion the best horror film of the 90s cemetery man i can't wait to check that it's out based never on seen it cool a comic book called dylan dog oh that's based off that yeah oh okay i've heard of dylan dog huh. yeah because there's even an american movie of dylan dog that i don't think did well oh and then did you want to do virus or um yeah, I was thinking, yeah, let's do, because, yeah, that one hasn't been talked about much, but, yeah, let's do the Jamie Lee Curtis starring uh, biomechanical monster film virus. Super cool effects, very cool violence, Donald Sutherland, Jamie Lee Curtis, it's a good time. Yeah, very fun Based film. on the Dark Horse comic virus. Yep, I used to have that okay. whole collection. 
And that's also a 90s film, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Comic book movies, 90s movies. Yeah. Tune in next time. (laughs) So, as usual, last one out closes the coffin door. See ya.